You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real pain. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to stream. You can also visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more info about PCLB and visit our event tab to see what's going on this month. Lastly, like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at PC Las Vegas. Thank you again and enjoy the message. Give somebody a high five before you sit down. Amen. And welcome to the house of God. Amen. God bless you guys. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't steal my pictures, girl. Don't steal them. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to minister a message I, that, that, that's entitled with a question. And the, and the question is, what time is Christmas? What time is Christmas? If, if someone came to you, a co-worker, a friend, Somebody came up to you. What, what, you, what, would, you, what would your answer be? What, what time is question? Christmas? Midnight. Midnight? When? What midnight? <laughs> okay, midnight. What else? What time is Christmas? The birth of Jesus? That's a, every day is Christmas? Not in my house, amen. <laughs> you are blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, my. Hallelujah. Anybody else? What time is Christmas? There's no, there's no, there's no opening presents, amen. Tamales, amen. That's my Christmas, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What time is Christmas? How would you answer that question if someone told you that? Well, the Bible says that God specifically chose the time Jesus will come to the earth, and he chose the place where he would be born. It's not by accident that that he came a certain time, church. Uh, Come on, it was purposed and it was chosen by God what time Christmas would be. You got to understand that God is specific. Can somebody say amen? I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 4. I'm going to read a scripture there, amen. It's not the main scripture, but a scripture that will launch us out. Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 to 5. It says this, amen, when the right time, somebody say the right time. When the right time came, the time that God decided on, he sent his son born of a woman so that he can adopt us as his very own children. God waited until just the right time to send Jesus Christ. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says that everything, somebody say everything, everything happens in this, everything that happens in this world happens at the time God chooses. God is a very specific time. He's a very specific God of time. Amen. So what time is Christmas? The answer to that question is found in four statements in the book of Luke that the angel of the Lord gave to the shepherd boys that were tending sheep on the very first Christmas. Amen. And today I'm going to give you four times of what time is Christmas. You ready? Amen. Are we ready? We got one yep. Come on. You got any more readies? All right. 
The quicker you're ready, the quicker we get out. Are we ready? Amen. All right. Now you guys want to go. All right. I'm going to give you four times. Amen. The first time is Christmas is the time to release our fears. I hit a little bit on this last Sunday, amen, and I'm, that, that God wants us to find peace of mind during Christmas, amen. But, but what are you worried about today? Is it your health? Is it bills that you have to pay? Is it your kids maybe? Or maybe you're thinking, what's going to happen in the new year? Or is it taking that next step of faith in God? What has you worried? Well, you see, the very first thing that the angel of the Lord said to the shepherd boys in Luke chapter 2, when he shined that, that light around them, he was, do not be afraid. Another translation says, you know what, let all fear go. Another one says, release your anxiety. In other words, relax. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, relax. Do you know that in this time of season, people don't relax? <laughs> people get uptight. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, I'm in sales, amen, and as you guys know, I sell TV and appliances, and people are coming in, and they're uptight because they got to buy something. <laughs> they want to bless their wife with maybe a new washer and dryer or whatever it is, and they're mad about it, where they should be joyful <laughs> to bless their wife with something or, or bless somebody, amen, but... But people are not relaxed during the season. And you got to understand that for some of us here, you need to take a breather. Come on, somebody just take a deep breath. <sighs> don't feel good like that? And some of us don't even take time out to even take a breather in our lives. Are, are you following me, church? See, in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, the angel appeared to the shepherd boys, it says, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Almost every time God or Jesus will say something or spoke something to someone in the Bible, the first thing that he would say is fear not. Don't be afraid. Why, why, why does he say that? Because when it comes to God, do you know that people are afraid? It's not coincidence, church, that we celebrate Christmas at the end of the year. Do you think God picked it this time because it's the prettiest, the nicest, it's cool, it's winter, it looks nice, so I, I, I picked this time of the year. Why not Christmas during the middle of the year, during summer? Come on, I think the world would paint Santa a little different if it was during the summertime, right? Come on, Santa be buffed out with little red shorts. Maybe a, a red muscle shirt, amen. Santa will probably be in shape, amen, and full of himself instead of, full of, instead of being fat and full of jolly. I, I think the world will look at it a little different. Come on. But God is a specific God. Can somebody say amen? See, he chose this time of year not because it's the prettiest season. God is preparing us to end a year, listen, and start a new year of not being afraid. I, I want you to follow me today and remind you and I that when we put our trust in God, everything, everything, church, will be okay. All you have to do is believe. We got any believers in the house? 
See, it's time during Christmas to release our fears. Second, Christmas is a time to renew our faith. Somebody say our faith. See, how many know that throughout the course of the year, we need to renew our faith every now and then? Can somebody say amen? Come on. You ever hit some dry seasons in your walk? Come on. You ever hit some hard times in your walk? Come on. We, we go through things, amen. I mean, our, our, you know, our model here is not give your life to Jesus and live ever, happily ever after. Come on. Even Jesus told us, amen, in this world, you'll have tribulations. You'll have troubles. You'll have all kinds of problems. But he says, be a good cheer. I've overtaken the world. I've overcome the world. And so we, we hit bumps and bruises and things along the way in our Christian walk, amen. And every now and then we have to renew our faith. See, the reality of Christmas is not Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer or the fat guy in the red suit. It's not even about Frosty or Scrooge. Can I let you know something else? It's not really about Christmas trees or Christmas lights. Now, there's nothing wrong to these things. There's nothing wrong to the add-on of Christmas tradition to enjoy the season that you and I are in. But the reality is that Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. Come on, this is the reason why we celebrate Christmas. I mean, he's the reason. Uh, come on, uh, knowing that he's the reason, uh, how many know that we can sleep a little better at night, amen? Uh, how many know that you can be a little bit more comfortable, amen, uh, knowing that Jesus is the reason? And although we do all these other things and put up lights in our homes and Christmas trees and all that is cool, church, don't get me wrong, I have that in my house. But that's the reason. Jesus is the reason of this, for the season. You see, in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, it goes on to say, I bring you the most joyful news ever announced. This is better than a Raider win. And they're going to win tonight, amen, because the Cowboys are going down, amen. That's my Christmas wish. <laughs> oh, we got Cowboy fans here, Amen. Amen. I know, I know, I know, but I'm believing, amen, I can believe. <laughs> Come on. But I bring you the most joyful news ever now. This is better than your first child being born. This is better than the raise that you got on the job, amen. This is better than the new car or being approved for a house, amen. He says this is the most joyful news ever announced. And get this, guys, this is the best part. It's for everyone. Somebody says, for me. And what's this joyful news all about? What's this good news? First, the angel says, don't be afraid. Why? Because I bring you good news. How many know that this world needs some good news every now and then? Come on, every time you turn on the news, there's nothing but bad news. Come on, the world needs to hear the good news. Can somebody say amen? See, in Luke chapter 1, 30 to 33, it says this, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are called, and you will call him Jesus. For he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord your God will give him the throne of his father David and his reign over Jacob's descendant forever. Amen. His kingdom will never end. 
See, that's the good news this morning. Christmas is about a time of good news. A, a Savior has been born to us. Uh, Jesus was born to set the sinner free. Uh, come on, set the captive free. Amen. Uh, recover the sight of the blind uh, and proclaim favor of the Lord. Come on. Uh, this is why we're here and we celebrate. Why are you and I here today? Do we, why do we gather at PCLV, amen? It's because there's good news in this place. We preach the new news, amen. It's the best news in all the world. After hearing all the bad news, it's going to come to hear some good news. People come because they want to hear it. They want to know about this. See, once you start proclaiming or once you start to announce this good news that the angel announced to the shepherd boys uh, over 2,000 years ago. You start to announce that uh, at your workplace. You start to announce it uh, to your family. You start to announce it, amen. Come and hear the good news, amen. People will come because they want to hear the good news. See, when you first approach them, they're a little scared. Church, oh, God, no. But when you start mentioning the good news of what he's done, then they start to come. They, they want to hear more about it. Come on, I'll, I'll, but see, they, they won't come unless you tell them. Are you following me? You, you got you to tell them. How will they hear unless the preacher goes? You guys are all preachers. You may not get the platform, but we all, we're all preachers, church. We are here to announce the good news, amen. You know, I announced it at my work. That's why my coworkers are coming. Because being, it's being announced, amen. And I want to hear about this good news. And it started with a testimony of what God did in my life. And let me tell you, the good news is for you too. God can do the same in your life. God can deliver you from whatever bondage that you have. The good news is it's for everyone. And you got to let them know because they think it's not for them. You ever felt like that? Well, yeah, yeah, he can save them, but he, he can't save me. Or he can, he can fix them, but... My problem, there's no way. You ever thought that, that God couldn't fix you? That it was, it, was, it, was just, it was just too bad that he could not fix that? That's a lie from the devil. And I'm not saying all things will get fixed here, church. Don't, don't get me wrong. Divorces still happen. Things still happen. People still die. But he's still God. Come on. Come on. The good news is, amen, that you know what? God can fix us. Salvation. He came to give us salvation. See, as we do this, as we announce this, just like the angels of the Lord did uh, to these shepherd boys on that field, amen, uh, our faith, see, my faith is renewed. Let me tell you, if you ever felt down and out, just start testifying about God to somebody. And your, your, your spirit gets renewed. It starts to remind you, why am I tripping that? Why am I going through this bad Why am I, man, God is good. See, but you got to speak it, amen. So the best thing to do, amen, when you're going through a down time, start announcing the good news to somebody and watch it pick up your spirits. Come on, somebody. Come on, we got to understand that each time we meet, even as we come on a Sunday morning or we gather as ladies or men, kind of like we're going to do tomorrow night as a man, or any time we get together, our tanks get filled. You ever run on empty? Come on, just make it to church. I, I see some of you guys just made it in. You're like, I'm here, Pastor. <laughs> we just made it in, man. I'm like, man, uh, man, it was hard of getting here. I, I didn't want to be here. Things were trying to stop me from getting here. Uh, but you know what? I need my tank filled because I'm running on empty. Uh, I'm running dry, man. And when we gather together, our faith gets renewed. Can somebody say amen? 
We have to choose each time. We have to put, choose to put our trust in him. See, each time you open up your Bibles, uh, each time you get on your knees to pray the Lord's Prayer, uh, our faith is renewed. You're feeling down and out. Don't wait till Wednesday. Don't wait till Sunday to renew your faith. Get on your knees, read your Bible, and seek the Lord. And he'll renew or tell somebody about Jesus. See, the one thing that will never change is God. Come on, his gospel, uh, this good news that I'm talking about today is the same yesterday, uh, today, and forever, amen. That means it'll be good tomorrow morning, it'll be good five years from now, ten years from now, it'll be good for your great-great-grandchildren that you don't even see yet. This is for everyone. Hallelujah. See, faith is renewed by the way. He relates to you and I. See, God sent Jesus Christ. He became like us in human form. See, I wouldn't have any idea how to have a relationship with a God I can't see. But when he sent Jesus, now I see the Father. If he's son, the Bible says, then you'll see the Father. See, Jesus came to the earth that we could know how what he was like, amen, uh, that through his life, amen, he shows us the Father, he shows us God. So this Christmas is a time to release our fears and renew our faith. Third Christmas. Christmas time is the time to receive forgiveness. Somebody say yes. It's one of the best parts right here. And see, in the third statement, the angel of the Lord said in Luke chapter 2.11, it says, today, somebody say today. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Christ, the Lord. See, God, God sent a Savior so that we can receive forgiveness. And I know I mentioned a little bit about this last week, but I feel this is an area that a lot of Christians struggle with. We need to learn how to receive forgiveness but we also know, have to learn how to give forgiveness. Come on, somebody. See, for some of us, we, we don't receive forgiveness for ourselves because we think, you know, that what you did was, I can never forgive myself for this. And we all have done some dumb things in our past. Come on, somebody. I, I, I'm, I'm on the top of the list. Amen. I like Paul. Paul says, I was a cheap sinner. I was, a, I was a top dog in sinning, man. I, I know, but God forgave him. God forgave me, amen. And sometimes we think, man, I, I can never forgive myself for doing this. It will always be in my life. It will always eat up my life. But God says, you know what, you need to learn how to forgive, learn forgiveness from receiving it for yourself. Because God has already forgiven you, church. And the same thing as we receive, freely we receive what? Freely give. You have to learn to release some of those forgiveness for people that have wronged you. You ever been wronged? Don't look at them right now. <laughs> but if you really have you ever been wronged? Or man, I, you know what? I can forgive here. I can forgive them. I forgive. I can forgive that family. But this person, I don't know. That hurt. Uh-uh. Him, forget it. I'm taking it to the grave. Forget it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. But we're gonna have to learn to forgive, church. God says, how can we forgive, receive forgiveness from someone that we see 
and from a brother that we see that we don't or don't like them or hatred towards them. It really calls us what a a murderer (laughs) in spirit when we hate our brothers. We have to learn, guys, to let go. This is the time to forgive, church. John chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send him into the world, his Son into the world, to condemn it but to save it. See, he came to save you and I, not condemn us for what we did in our past. He came to resolve us from our guilt, from the things that we were carrying, church. See, one of the biggest problems in our society today is how people deal with guilt. So we have these so-called experts, psychologists, amen, that say, you know what, you have to learn to live with your guilt. I mean, really, what kind of advice is that? Learn to live with your guilt and move on. We have to learn to forgive, not live with guilt, church. And God gives us the power to forgive and give us a clear conscience. See, preachers shouldn't be preaching condemning messages. Of, oh, you're going to hell. You ever look at people and say, oh, they're going to hell. <laughs> Man, there's, there's nothing wrong with talking or preaching on hell, but we shouldn't, send, we shouldn't be sending people there. Come on, you ain't the judge, you ain't God, amen. Come on, don't look at people's lives and say, oh, you're going to hell, amen. Because guess what? You were there at the, too. You were going to hell too. Come on, we don't send people to hell. He doesn't come to condemn us. He came to save the world, amen. We have to understand. We send people to hell quicker than God. There's a problem there, church. Who died and made you God? Come on. It was grace and it was mercy that found us in our sin, amen. And we got to extend that same mercy to the person who have not just got got it, to the world. Salvation is foolish. Christ, the cross, is foolish to them. They don't understand. They haven't had the encounter. You got it, amen, but you didn't start off that way. There have been many times before I gave my life to the Lord that I sat in that seat, amen, and denied the cross. Deny all that. I didn't want it, amen, I didn't, need tell, I didn't need people telling me I'm going to hell. Oh, you're going to hell. Oh, that, you're going to win me over. I'll just go to the next church, amen. Because people there send people to hell. <laughs> we don't send no one to hell. We pray for those. The word of God is God's word. He's, the word of God is judgment. And if you continue in that, the Bible says this is where you'll end up. But it also says in the church. On that day, many people will say, didn't I do this, didn't I do that? And he's going to say what? Away from me. I never knew you. So we're not, we're not safe either, guys. We've got to check ourselves. It says live serving God with fear and trembling. Come on. I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I get saved every day. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I want to I make sure that I'm sure if God comes today, I'm, I, I want to be caught slipping. If I I did something wrong yesterday, God forgive me. Show me something. Expose me. I like David when David says, search my heart, oh God, and see if there's anything offensive in me. uh, And put me on the path of everlasting, God. I don't want to say, man, I'm serving God. I'm in. I got my ticket. No, God. uh, I need to work this out with fear and trembling. Amen. I can't say I got it. Amen. But your word says if I live it, then I'm in. You got to check yourself. Not only do we have to renew our faith. Come on, we need to check ourselves and make sure, you know what, we're not, we're not all religious either. 
Because religion, this church won't save you. It's your relationship with Christ. Get it right with God. See, my purpose is not to condemn the world or what they're doing is wrong. They know they're doing wrong, church. My, my message or my job is to share the good news so they can get saved through it. Share Jesus and their heart is open. Share the power of God and people are interested. Share your testimony and wow them by God. You know how this all started with co-workers coming to, to, to church? And I've shared it before, and, 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 but it was sharing my testimony. I went back to just sharing my testimony. Not that I'm a preacher, not that I'm this or that. Let me tell you what God did in my marriage. Let me tell you how, where God delivered me from this and that and all this stuff. And, and, and then they're just, wow. You, you start speaking Christ, and they're like, what? And they're going through the very same thing. So now you're speaking to their problem. Are you following me? Now you're speaking to their situation, and now you're showing them proof of what God did and what God can do for them. Now you're giving them hope. Come on, somebody. Now they're seeing a light at the end of their tunnel now. Something turns on when you start to announce their good news, church. And then God gets all the glory. Your faith gets renewed. You feel good because somebody just got excited. And now you're like, whoa. Man, that's cool. And then when you start to operate, then he starts dropping spiritual bombs on you, man. They're like, whoa, where did that come from? You ever got used by God and said, man, where did that come from? Nobody? Okay. <laughs> just me. <laughs> I'm telling you, when God uses you like that, it's amazing when he just starts dropping stuff that you don't even know. But it's hitting their life. And it's nothing that you can take credit for. It's just God giving you some revelation of what's going on. And, man, to be used by God that way, it's just powerful. So Christmas is a time to release our fears, renew our faith, and receive forgiveness. This is the last one. Somebody say, yay. No. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Don't say yay, man. <laughs> last one, church. Christmas is a time to rebuild relationships. Rebuild relationships. This Christmas season is really a time to bury the hatchet. Come on, somebody. Some of you guys need to let it go. Uh, let it go, church. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Come on, Disney got all these songs. Amen. Hallelujah. But it really is a time to let it go. I mean, it should be a time of rebuilding relationships. See, he came to build relationships with us. And we have to know and let it go, church. Amen. Uh, it's time to get some, uh, some, let go of some of that junk that you can't control. Come on. Some of us are trying to control life and you can't control it. Things are out of your hands. And there's time that you're going to have to let it go, trust God, and give it to God uh, on situations that you can't fix yourself. Amen. Uh, come on. Uh, you can't fix that. You can't fix that thing. Uh, you're going to have to fix it with God. It's time to reconciling our differences with one another, amen. It doesn't matter who's right and wrong. Just get it right and just, just, just move on, amen. You know, it doesn't matter who wins, amen. Just get it, just come to a common ground. Well, I'm right, they're wrong. We stay with that attitude, amen. 
We don't want to release anything. We, want, we don't want our bridges to be fixed with our relationships with one another, amen. So we burn the bridge and say, no, we're never crossing over. We're never, we're never reconciling this. But in, second, in, in Luke chapter 2, 14, it says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. See, God wants us not only to have peace with him, but he wants us to have peace with each other. Come on, somebody. This Christmas, we should try to be at peace at one another, with one another. But often we're at war with each other. Butting heads, family members, they get on your nerves, amen. Families, there are families that don't even talk to each other. And that is so sad. They're not talking. They're, there's nothing. They did something. They, there's no, they don't rebuild. They don't want to fix it. They don't want to just bury the hatchet. So they stand in their pride. They say, I'm right. And so they do this. And we forget to love. We forget to live at peace with them. See, all families have difficulties. There's jealousies. There's grudges, there's resentment, there's misunderstanding. Come on, it goes on and on, church. It happens in the church family as well. Misunderstanding causes conflict, causes division. Hello. Come on, if we can't get it right here, church, come on, we got, we're, gonna, we're not going to get it right anywhere else. If we're displaying the love and talking about the love and all this stuff, and you're not doing it to your own family, then there's something wrong, church. God's not inside our lives. How can we demonstrate God? The word right there, our banner says what? Love, right? Love. No one has seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and then he completes us. Come on, another scripture says if, 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 if we love each other, then it shows that we're his disciples. See, how are we going to win, amen, by ensuring love, amen? You're just going to have to love your way out of that problem. Love your way and fix that problem. Show the love of God to somebody, amen. It's not about who's right, who's wrong. Just love and break it. Break it for yourself, amen. You may offer it, they may reject it, amen. But as long as you offer, it doesn't matter what happens on the other side. You're not looking for that response. You're looking for some freedom inside of you. Come on, we think that we can keep them captive with the things they have done for us or whatever it may be and say, you know what, I'm going to punish them. I'm going to punish them for doing this. I'm not going to speak to them anymore. I'm going to talk about bad about them, whatever it is, amen. And realize they're not the prisoner, you're the prisoner. How to live that way with anger and resentment instead of just letting it go. You say, God, i got to fix this. I'm going to offer it. I can't control what's going to happen on the other side, but I'm going to feel better. <laughs> and you got to do it with, with, with really meaning. For some of us, you just got to take a step of faith. And maybe God will surprise you. There's some things that we need to fix in this Christmas season, church. See, the real question today is, who do you need to reach out to this Christmas? Who do you need to make a phone call to? Who do you need to offer forgiveness to? And who do you need to ask forgiveness from? Who do you need to restore relationship with this Christmas? See, 1 John 1.7 says, if we are living in the light of God's presence, 
just as Christ does. And we have a wonderful fellowship and joy with each other. Did you understand that, church? If we have the peace of God in us, you'll never, you got to understand that until the Prince of Peace comes into your hearts, church, until he reigns inside your hearts, is the only time that you'll have peace with each, with each other. See, if peace, if the living God, the light of God's presence lives inside of us, we'll have a good time with one another. See, when Christ is in here, there's no, there's no room for war or disagreements. We may not see eye to eye to each other on things, church, but we better be walking hand in hand with each other, moving towards the goal, because the enemy's here to take you out, to divert you, and to cause division. That is his job, church, and he does it well. The Bible says that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's all he comes to do, church. God comes to bring peace. But we, until we have the peace of God reigning in our hearts, we'll never know how to extend that peace to anybody else. See, Christmas is a time to rebuild relationships. God brought us here today to say, don't waste your time. Don't waste Christmas. Rebuild as you go into a new year. Come on, don't let this Christmas go by and say, oh, I'll, I'll do it next year. I'll do it. Do it this year. And realize what Christ came to do in the times that he came to do for us to release these things into our lives. Start building and, and establishing. Right now, you've got to start it by, by the most important relationship, and that's with God himself. You can't build any other relationship until you start. You have God first. You, you get that right with God, and then once he's inside of you, then you can get it right with each other. Until I accepted Jesus Christ over 23 years ago, I couldn't fix my marriage. I can tell her whatever she wanted to hear. I, I, I did it for years. But until Christ came in and ruled in my heart and became the, the prince of peace in my life, then he was able to bring peace upon me and my wife and restore the, something that was broken because God's peace came into the situation. I mean, it, it really doesn't make any sense to celebrate Jesus. It really doesn't make a sense if we claim this statement that Jesus is the, the reason for the season. It doesn't make any sense if, if we don't know him. Come on. It's crazy, amen, to celebrate Christmas without even knowing the one that we celebrate. It doesn't make sense. It's like going to a birthday party and you don't even know that person. You didn't even bring a gift, but you just came for what? The cake and ice cream. At my job, amen, they're always throwing birthday cakes in, 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 the, in, the, in the, where the, where the, the lunchroom with the employees, amen. If there's cake in the lunchroom. There's somebody's birthday. Who, whose birthday? I think I know them. <laughs> and happy birthday to no one. And we're like, who, who's the birthday girl? Oh, happy birthday. And we came for the cake. And that's how it is with Christians, amen. We, we don't even know we're celebrating, but we just come for the benefits. What can God give me? Not, but I don't know him. Hosea 10, 12 says, it is a time for you to turn to me, your God, your Lord, and I will come and I will pour out blessing upon you. See, God, this is a time for us to turn to God, to turn to him as our Lord and King, our Savior, 
And as we do that, he comes to pour his blessings upon our lives. It really is a, a time for us to turn to God, church. A time to give it all. All to God. See, as we end a, a, this year and go into a new year, you know, we always say, well, 2018, I'm going to do this. You ever did a new year thing and say, you know what, I'm going to do this in the new year. I'm going to start praying more. I'm going to start giving more. I mean, we go with all these things. Now we're at the end of this year and we're, we're saying the same things again. Hello. <laughs> right? We, 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 we have good intentions in our lives, church. But God wants you to give him your all. So you can't do those other things, what you want to do, until you give God your whole life. And when you give God your whole life, then something starts to, starts to grow inside of you. And it gives you those, the, the power to do those desires in your heart. See, we can all talk. We got, some, we got some good talkers in the world. But it doesn't match their walk. God, we got to see God. Say, God, this is what I want to do, but God, I got to give you my whole life. I can talk all I want. I can say I'm going to do this and that. But if I don't have that relationship built with God first, I'll never do those things. It'll become another year wasted. God, I want to do greater things next year, God. But give me the strength. Help me to build myself with you. Help me to know you more. See, people don't do that because it takes work. Four-letter word that a lot of people don't like. We don't want to work out relationships. We don't want to work. We just want to make sure everything just... They think, man, if there's no problems happening, that's, everything's cool. No. If there's nothing going on, no war, that's true peace. No. Peace is the presence of God in our situations. You know, we, we, we got we to gotta just say, God, I want, I want something different. God, I, I got to build it with you. And so our thing is to build a relationship towards God and say, God, I, I want to know you. I want to give you my all as I end this year because I want to start 2018, man the right track, and I'm going to keep on track as long as I keep my relationships. That's why a lot of marriages fail, because they don't want to work it out. They don't want to talk to each other. They don't want to, they don't want to do anything. They think, man, I, I paid my dues. I can sit on the couch now and watch TV for the rest of my life. You know, we, we think that's it, that we, you know, we, we did a couple of good things to each other, amen, and now we can give up. Well, she, she won't leave. He won't leave. And sometimes we do the same thing with God. This building, you got to kindle that fire. You should be excited every day, man, when you wake up that, man, we get another day together. Man, we get to hang out together, God. Man, we get to do things together. I get to preach another Sunday. God, oh, man, let's, let's do it. What are you going to do today? Oh, 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 show, show yourself off again. There's times I don't come with planned things, man, God, but God just says, I'll take over, son. And he just starts doing things, man. And then at the end of the service, man, I'm like, whoa, God, you, you showed off again. <laughs> You're awesome, man. You're, this is cool. Or you can come to the service and say, okay, let's go. We sit down and we do our song service. We give, and then we just leave the same way because we didn't come to see him. You just came to show yourself. Say, look, I'm here, okay? Don't forget about me during the week. I'm here. <laughs> Come on. But coming here, man, God, I want to hear from you. God, I want, 
I want you to touch me today. God, I need you today. God, who are you going to do? Who are you going to save? I wonder who's going to walk through those doors. Every time I come out, man, send new people. Send a sinner. Send a backslider home, man. I want to I see your power of restoration here at the altar. I want to see people lift up their hands in freedom and say, God, they came and they're answering an altar call and say, God, I, I'm, I'm coming to get what I want because you came with a purpose. Come on, it's like packing up and say, we're going to Grandpa's house. Man, woo, let's go. Some of you guys may not like Grandpa, but, you know, <laughs> but, you know, go to, think of a person that you like to go to. <laughs> like, I want to go to their house, you know, that favorite Theo or whatever it is. Just, that, should be like a, that should be like church, amen, when you come to see God. Oh, I'm going to see God. Even though he's everywhere, man, but when you come to his presence and say, man, I'm around God's people, God, it feels good. I'm weird like that, church. I get excited like that. I, lo I love to be in his presence, amen. I love waking up in the morning and having coffee with Jesus every morning. Just sitting there and just, what's up, God? What are we going to do today? Who are we going to put in my path today that I can proclaim and announce your good news to needs a hearing? Who needs a, uh, just a message of hope to? Who needs it, God? Send them my way.